On today's show, Dallas waits. They're in waiting for the KD Kyrie trade chaos to continue. Can they get in on it in some way, shape, or form? Do they want Kyrie Irving? And why did the Mavericks not sign Goran Dragic? We'll try to explain on today's Like I'm Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. He hits. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! I don't believe you shouldn't be here. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Put your free agency questions in there. Let us know what you think about JaVale McGee. What do you think about the Dragic signing? What do you think about getting Kyrie possibly? There's all kinds of things you could put in the comment section. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the third eye uh, irritant, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I feel like we haven't talked to each other forever, it, and it's only been a weekend. It's been two days. <laughs> it's been two days, but it's like <laughs> every day is something new with the NBA. But I, I actually want to call out something. I was texting you and joking with you about today. I was cracking some big jokes with you on the text today. <laughs> The 180 that Nick has done on on, <laughs> J- on J- <laughs> Hardy is unbelievable. It went from the second round swing. No, I don't know. No, go like, back, even, go even back before that. Nick, go to our draft profile. How how out of on him I was. And, oh my. and I was texting Nick today. I'm like, wow, Week of YouTube has done wonders for you. The Kool-Aid <laughs> is strong. Now, listen, I'll preface this by saying I, I, I like the hearty swing, but Nick's firing off tweets yesterday like, are the Mavs doing this? Because... I'm getting excited about Jaden Hardy minutes next year. It's I like, would, okay, okay. I would, like, I, I would like to clarify for everyone listening and watching. I do have COVID. So everything I say and do over the last four or five days doesn't count. I just it, want, it, can't I be told, held, it can't be held against me. I told Nick, I was like, I'm going to blame you if Hardy comes out and is a chucker <laughs> and he's like inefficient or something it's and they're not playing bad. him and the fan base is just throwing a, a fit and it's like, I'm blaming Nick just for that. I, I'm excited for him. I just, I think it's just going to take some time. Just like Nico said, I think he's raw. It'll take some time. All right. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Kyrie Irving rumor. We've got an actual kind of rumor like... Boomer like that I can use the button rumor. And then we'll talk about Goran Dragic because that was... That was the the pinnacle of MFFLs, Mavs fans, just just losing their collective mind. And about, Slovenia fans. About something in free agency. Like, Mavs fans collectively do things, right? But the well, one thing that they do the best, I think, is lose their Complain. minds. No, <laughs> just lose their minds during free agency in, in one way or the other. But, all right, let's start with the Kyrie Irving rumor. Um, or let's start with a couple of news notes that, that come up. Uh, something to watch for today, Monday, July 4th. Happy July 4th. Uh, Frank Nilakina's contract becomes fully guaranteed today. So if they decline his contract or they you know waive him or whatever, something is coming. They'll need the extra roster spot, something, because they fully intend to keep him, according to Mark Stein and according to everybody. It seems like they're going to keep Nilakina. 
but that's something to watch for. And then we've also talked about a little about this before, but official, the Mavs have brought, or uh, according to reports, the Mavericks are bringing back Theo Pinson on a minimum deal. And so they brought him back. And so he is to be Sweet. considered as one of the spots too. Hashtag more than a hype man. More than a hype man. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Kyrie Irving rumor. According to Sham Shrani of The Athletic, the Mavs are looking into the possibility of Kyrie Irving. He said Kyrie Irving has several suitors, including the Lakers, the Sixers, and the Mavericks. Keep an eye out on the next couple of weeks. The big rumor that kind of came out over the weekend, besides the the Gobert thing, was that um, the Lakers and Nets are renegotiating on a Westbrook for Kyrie Irving, some kind of swap. And so that may be something that happens. But we don't know if that's for sure. There's other kind of rumors with Westbrook. We'll see whatever the Lakers can get for him. What are your thoughts on the Mavs side of this with Kyrie? How do you think they get involved oh in this God. whole this whole KD Kyrie? If you're watching on YouTube, one of my topics today is that uh, Durant and Kyrie chaos ladder. It is a chaos ladder, right? And chaos yeah. and in chaos there is a ladder that you can climb, and the Mavs can get on on this. They may not get to the top rung and get KD or Kyrie, but they can do some other things below it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, I mean, you guys are listening to the same thing we are, reading the same thing, that it feels like the league is kind of on pause right now until this Durant stuff shakes out. There's been so many names out there on the trade market. <laughs> Except Minnesota was like, nope, let's do the biggest trade ever for Rudy Gobert. We can, yeah, we got to talk about that at some point. I know. But, but it's like, there's people's names out there, like John Collins. We heard his name forever. Now he's just not traded. And He I, was like the one guy going into the draft that was like definitely going to get traded and yeah. still hasn't. So, and there's, you know, still free agents left. So everybody, it feels like everybody's just waiting on the draft stuff to just unfold, including Dallas, which let's see how they can get involved with that. And the Kyrie angle to, I mean, there's so, gosh, there's so many different angles we can go down with Kyrie, but if you're Dallas, there's like two angles to look at it from. If he's an expiring contract, if his value super low and you want to go into it and say just money aspect alone, if it's, Hey, Tim Hardaway and Bertons. That, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, then you free up money moving forward. You take the swing on a talent like Kyrie. We know every, like, we don't even have to say and go like everything <laughs> off the court with Kyrie. We, I, I get all of that. I'm just trying to tell you the angle of it. You lose the secondary ball handler to Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson. You haven't replaced him at all. We'll no. talk about Dragic in, in segment two, but I got a conspiracy theory for you. And it could be, it could be the definition of this drop. All right, prepare yourselves. Oh my god! I will dis- I will disclaimer this right off the top. I don't think this is true, but <laughs> <laughs> let's have fun for a second, okay? So Dallas goes after Kyrie and says, "Hey, all right, the value's low. You don't want Russell Westbrook, and we'll give you Tim Hardaway. We'll give you Bertons. We'll throw in Josh Green, whatever. And it's like we'll get Kyrie, expiring contract." So all of a sudden, now you've created all this um, cap space for next summer. The only people on your books at that point is Luca at 40. You have an expiring Spencer Dinwiddie. You have Dorian and Reggie. Reggie is expiring. You have JaVel McGee and Hardy. Equals out to around $94 million. So about $30 million under the cap. Well, you know, there's one guy that has not done an extension yet. There's one guy that's going to be a free agent next summer that has that is expressing the desire to play with Kyrie Irving right now. 
that has said that Luka Doncic is his favorite player in the league. And if there's one guy that would want to push all the chips in and Mark Cuban, maybe a relationship with Nico Harrison, if it's the galaxy brain take of we're going to go get Kyrie right now, he has a, (laughs) he's going to be expiring. We'll have his bird rights. We're one Spencer Dinwiddie contract shedding away between being able to sign LeBron James straight out, bring Kyrie back with bird rights and say, Hey, Luca, we have the guy that you watch playing growing up is LeBron and Kyrie in Dallas. Let's go win a title. There you go. That was the sound of my head. My brain exploded. CBA Mavs, don't DM me and tell me how wrong that is. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's my conspiracy theory, that they're going to try to get Kyrie now. LeBron's not going to re-up, and the, and the whole little tricklings are going to come out of like, LeBron, Dallas, Luca, Kyrie. My first question was, do they have Kyrie's bird rights? I guess they would, since they're not signing him to the one year. He's he he opted back into that one year, so it's just like it's just like yeah. trading for a free agent, or just like trading for a player. So let me give, let me give you the hypothetical well, that, lineup then. That's wild. Yeah, give me the lineup: Luca, Kyrie, Dorian, LeBron, and Javale, with Reggie Bullock and Hardy off the bench. Hardy, clutch client. Um. And then it's vet men's at that point. But if there's if there's two guys that you already have in your roster or three guys you ha- already have in your roster that fit with Kyrie and LeBron, it's Reggie Bullock, it's Dorian Finney-Smith, and it's JaVale McGee. JaVale, who's obviously won a title with LeBron. LeBron, who has you know, played under Jason Kidd for a few years. Wow. LeBron wanted to play for Jason Kidd, too, in, in L.A., and the, the, the Lakers wouldn't do it. So there you go. There's one side that wow. loves aggregating our pod. There you go. I just gave, gave wow. you some music. There you go. LeBron James potential. The long play. <laughs> I'm just kidding, the, guys. It's just a lot of fun. I'm the just long I'm, play for the Mavs on that this one. This is taking too long. All right. So I'm, my mind's going all these places. I don't know. You, you took me down that path, and it was well worth it at the end. Because <laughs> if the if the Mavericks have LeBron James in, a, in in uniform, and you have to cover him every single day, it would just make my day every day. <laughs> I don't even know how I would feel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Coming up, let's get into this Kyrie situation more. How else could the Mavs get involved? In a, in a smaller way, let's talk about. Because it seems like it is holding up anything else the Mavericks thought about doing in free agency. So how else could they get involved? Nick's in- like, basically Nick's saying, in a realistic way, all right? <laughs> Isaac, I get, you just did your thing, but let's, let's be honest. I'm all for the conspiracy theories and the chaos. You know I'm all here for that. Let's talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside of sports go check it out see what they have uh this weekend they had the um they had the uh the nba like championship odds they they have it right here the championship odds number one all of a sudden i bet the nets have went down uh the nets have the nets are down to where are the nets come on nets Plus 4,000. They're behind the Timberwolves, the Raptors, the Mavs. They're above the Pelicans, Hawks, Bulls. They're like in that range right now still. But number one right now, the Phoenix Suns, plus 600. Golden State Warriors, plus 625. Yeah, that was the big move over the weekend is that BetOnline moved them all the way up. Celtics after them. Then Clippers, plus 700. The Mavericks are plus 2,200. They're behind the Grizzlies, Nuggets, Sixers, Heat, Lakers, Bucks, Clippers, and all them. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. They also have a bunch of rookie season props. Uh, they don't have Jaden Hardy uh, to my to my chagrin, but they have a bunch of other stuff. Go check it out. It's been online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, we're getting back into this Kyrie Irving 
Kevin Durant chaos ladder rumor mill nonsense because there's a lot of stuff that can happen with it. Um, what are other ways you could see the Mavs getting involved in a KD Kyrie potential trade to other places? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's just, there's so many different variations of it. You know, if, you know, let's say they want to stay together. I, I know the whole, you know, the Lakers have been thrown out. It's like, all right, if they stay together, then they can go to the Lakers. Well, what if they want to stay together and go to Phoenix? And it's like, then Phoenix is calling around. If Phoenix is really committed to it and that's the price, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the price for Katie. Katie's like, I got to play with Kyrie still. It's like, what if Phoenix has to shop Chris Paul around? How would Mavs fans feel if Dallas is calling? I'm saying, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take Chris Paul to fill into the Brunson role. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, how would Mavs fans feel about that? I feel like they turned on him so fast. They'd be you know, back. They'd be all the way that they've responded to free agency. They'd be all back in, I think. Yeah. So with the Kyrie stuff, it's so hard. It feels like the Durant thing is going to be separate from Kyrie. And then, I mean, somehow the freaking Lakers will probably like they'll trade Westbrook for Kyrie and it'll just be stupid and dumb. And they'll get Joe Harris in that too somehow and be like, oh, really? But the Durant fall, the yeah, the Durant fallout is the one of one. Could I see Dallas go after Kyrie? I actually could. And like, I could see that. I, I could see it from Mark, Mark Cuban's angle of, Hey, we just lost Brunson. We got to make some type of big swing to stay. Like there's so many teams in the West have gotten better. And we talked about it on Friday's pod that I, I don't know how I feel right now. I'm not in the camp of all oh, the Mavs are still better. I'm not in the camp saying the Mavs have slid down the standings either, but I think it it's safe to say, I don't think they're in the, the upper echelon of the West, especially after some of these moves that's already happened. So I can see him swinging for Kyrie and make it making it about the talent, but it really being about the salary cap savings moving forward. You wouldn't say they're a top five championship contender at this point going forward. Top five? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. I don't know if we if Brunson that. stayed, that'd be a little different. I don't know if we remember that from last week, but um, yeah, I remember it. But that was when Brunson was still staying. I think. At this point, it seems like there is something. It does seem like there is some sort of like other move that is being made and the Mavs are sort of waiting for. But this is sort of what the Mavs have done in the past, right? Waiting for the Danny Green stuff to, fig- to, to figure itself out. Like, what was it? It was the Kawhi Leonard situation. They kept waiting on that and waiting on that to see if they could get Danny Green. And then it just seemed like they wasted their offseason. Do you think this whole thing is, is a mistake? And I guess we'll get into Dragic here pretty quickly, but... Uh, is it a mistake to just be waiting on all this stuff? Or do you think that they have something that, you know, they're really waiting on something else to happen for them to get involved? They, they It obviously worked out with Kevin Durant the one time because they got Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I think it's hard to answer that right now before we see what happens. And it's like, yeah, if you let all these other things go and you didn't do anything, then could you say it's a mistake? But if they come out of this with a really good player and it's like, oh, yeah, well, this is what we we're trying to plan all along, then you're like, all right, what a mistake. Like an underrated like player that Dallas could be targeting right now, I'm just throwing out there just for fun that no one's talking about is Ben Simmons. Like if Brooklyn's going in through this, and let's say they're really wanting Donovan Mitchell to be the, the main centerpiece of a deal coming back for Durant. Yeah. Well, I'm sure all of you've heard by now, like you, there's certain players you can't have on the team with Ben Simmons because the rookie max extension, all that stuff. Like Bam's one of those guys. But like yeah, Mitchell's you, you one of those have, guys too. You can't have two players on the same team that have both gotten a, a max extension off of their rookie deal, right? So like they can't. And tra- traded there. They're, so like, yeah, both been traded yeah. there. So like Ben Simmons could play with Luca because Luca got it from the team that drafted him. Yeah. So so like what if that's like their underrated, under the radar type of 
hey, this whole time we've been waiting to pounce on something like that. And if Brooklyn's in a, and I don't even like, I'm not even talking about the basketball fit and like analyzing all that, but that would be a bigger name that if Dallas swooped in, it's like, oh, Brooklyn had to make room to bring in Mitchell and all these picks and like another player. And they had to ship out Ben Simmons. Oh, wow. Dallas weirdly walked out of this with, you know, a six foot 10 Brunson. Like what, what is happening? You know, like (laughs) not really, but (laughs) not really. I'm just kidding. But like, that's the that's the type of thing that could Dallas be thinking of something like that. Like there's bigger swings like that that I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas is trying to pull something like that off. And one of the one of the reasons why we think that something like this is happening, one of the reasons why people are are like saying that the Mavs are waiting on some stuff is because of the Goran Dragic news. Uh, we've been waiting, and I kind of even had penciled in in my off season like oh I did too my roster. I, I had one of the open roster spots. I just had Dragic's name like in italics just sitting there because I thought for sure he was going to come to the Mavericks this year, especially after they lost Brunson. Because I thought, okay, well they're bringing in another ball handler. They have a role for him. Instead, and Trey Burke's gone. <laughs> instead, they go. He goes to the Bulls, and the Bulls have a million guards, and they have uh Levine and, and like DeRozan too so it's a really interesting fit for him there um there may be something else happening with the Bulls that we don't know about yet but this is how the whole Dragic situation w- happened um the the day before he got signed Mark Stein tweeted that you know one Mavericks roster note Dallas essentially has one spot open left and has Wade as Wade leaving it open while Dallas has shown interest in Goran Dragic, it still has a clear need for wing additions and could wait to see if an unexpected option to address that surfaces. And so that makes it seem, okay, they don't think they need Dragic. They still are on the idea of, they don't think they're desperate for Dragic. They still are on the, hey, we need to add another wing addition, which is one of the things that they said at the beginning of the offseason. We knew that they were going to go after a wing, and, and we agreed, like all, I think all of us agree that that is, something that they need to address. Get another wing. We can't have Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith playing the amount of minutes they did in the playoffs this last year. But you just lost Jalen Brunson, and you haven't yeah. replaced him in any way, so you need another creator, too. You got you have a couple scorers on the team, but you don't have creators with the, you know, with the ball in their hand. And so then Dragic goes to, to Chicago on a vet minimum deal, like literally a minimum. The Mavs, it's not like they paid more money for him, it, and I already went over how many guards they have. It's not like they have a better role for him. And so... On Twitter, Mavs fans just ex- imploded, like just just imploded and went nuts thinking about it. Uh, I don't understand passing on Dragic unless there's something else to be done. And then the thing that took it the next level for me, like there's the Mark Stein rumor that says they're waiting for something else unexpected, you know, to address their need. Dragic goes somewhere else. Mavs fans are imploding. And then Mark Cuban on his Twitter likes a ton of tweets, like I don't know, 15, 20 tweets. All just like calling out the Mavericks, saying you guys are doing nothing, and you know you should go die. Like just a bunch of like awful, hateful things uh, about how the Mavericks are not doing anything free agency that all kind of stemmed from Dragic or hating the McGee signing or all this kind of stuff. And I kind of wonder if either Cuban is just doing the thing where you know, oh, people on Twitter think that they're you know talking to no one and that they're not affecting the people that they're talking about. None of these people even added Mark Cuban like or tagged him or anything. It was just his name. And so you wonder if he's just like, like the tweet just to say, hey, I see this stuff. You're not just, you know, a person screaming into the void, right? Like I see this. Or there is something and he's just sort of like, you guys don't know anything. I'm just going to like all these tweets because you guys don't know what you're talking about. We're not doing anything. Oh, you guys don't know that in like three or four days we're getting 
you know, I don't know, whatever, whoever it is, Ky- yeah. Kyrie or whoever, whoever, whoever it is. And so I kind of wonder if that's what the Mavericks are doing. So coming up, let's talk about that. Let's talk about them not going after Dragic and w- sitting around and waiting for something to happen unexpected uh, and what it could be and some of the um, and some of the uh, you know intentions of the Mavericks to to address their roster in the off seasons. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. Dot com With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local dealership to just have all the parts that you could need. How could they have them? They have everything on Rock Auto, and you can get them delivered straight to your house. You have, let's, let's just go to like, let's go to a Ford 2022. They got all kinds of stuff. 2022 Maverick, just because. I don't know. Let's do the electric one. Oh. They have everything for it. They have wiper blades. You you know you want to know what kind of exact wiper blades you need for your car. They have them at Rock Auto. Uh, you want to know what you need for your your suspension. They have all that stuff. Um, they have steering. They have stuff for interior. Like they have everything, and it's all specified specifically for your car. And then they also have a couple options for you. And they're always going to be priced way lower they have floor mats you need to replace your floor mats they have those easily for you you don't have to go find like a generic one and then it doesn't fit and then you have to cut it a certain way they have the exact one that you could use for your car so go check it out it's rockauto.com um when you get to the end tell them that lockdown sent you and and we'll get some credit for it so check it out rockauto.com and uh, get the parts you need for your car all right isaac harris we've been talking about goran Dragic and the mavericks passed intentionally on Goran Dragic for whatever reason. Uh, they have a roster spot open. They have the vet minimum. They, you can offer that to as many players as you want. Mark Mark Stein reported that they have shown interest in Dragic, but they decided to put their need for a wing ahead of getting Dragic, another creator, another ball handler. What are your thoughts on that, first of all? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious on it because this is just, I mean, how many times? Like, can we count them on one hand anymore? Or is this like going to the other hand at this point? We did point it for of, months last year. Of Dragic watch in Dallas. Like, let's just give up on it. Let's not do it again. Let's at not. least it was over quickly this year. <laughs> yeah. I, I really did think it was going to happen, though. Just anybody. And it, I don't know. It's kind of weird that you look at some of these such like these strong reports and like what is behind some of this like the Jalen Brunson to Dallas stuff so strong and then something changed Dragic oh locked in so strong by a lot of people something changed like different sources too like I heard McMahon talk about it you know on on the YouTube thing with Windhorse Mark Stein reported multiple times like just in the bag and now he's going to Chicago and so I'm so intrigued by there has to be there has to be reasons that we might not ever know, but yeah, from a fan perspective, I was, I was waiting for it. I thought it made a lot of sense too, because to have that other ball, all other ball handler. And if, if Dallas goes to the rest of the off season and they don't add another guy who can create or handle the ball, I think that will be a mistake. And I, that's just, that's me just too. me personally, that I think that you did unlock something with a third guy with getting Dinwiddie. I was so high on that Porzingis trade. I remember I was sitting there trying to lead the charge on <laughs> our ceiling did not go down when a lot of people were saying, because it was so important, I think, to add that third guy in a Spencer Dinwiddie that can handle the ball with Brunson and Luca. And if we go back to two, if they go back to, hey, it's Luca, Reggie Dorian, Christian Wood, and JaVale, and then Dinwiddie will be our one guy off the bench. I just think that's a little dangerous. And, and I think you're, you're, yeah. 
I, I just and, don't and want to. It's like, it's like they have scorers again, right? Like they have like Christian Wood is going to be a scorer on the team. He's probably going to average 20 points a game. Tim Hardaway is probably going to average like 12, like 15 points a game off the bench. They have scores, but they don't have these creators, like something with the ball yes, in your hand. Like the, a, reason, yes. the reason why Brunson was so effective for the Mavericks is he could fill both roles. He could create for himself and he could, you know, create for others a little bit, but he could create for himself and get his own shot. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't do that, right? It's just a different kind of role. He has to be set up a little bit. There has to be some plays run for him. There has to be some kind of like, you know, movement and stuff like that. Brunson, you give the ball in his hands and he's like, all right, I'll go score yeah. like 18 points <laughs> in a, tough, that's in a playoff what, yes. game that's tough. That's what felt like unlocked, you know, like getting to the rim. I don't want Tim trying to get to the rim. I'm sorry. Like that. No. I just don't like catch and shoot like all that. Like that's the type of stuff. So I'm still holding out hope that they're at least going to add somebody. If it's not another starter quality guy, it's another guy who can come off the bench. That's why I thought Dragos was this an easy layup. Like for a vet man, like I wasn't in favor of him just being the Dinwiddie replacement and asking 37 year old Dragic to give you, you know, 25 to 30 minutes a night. I wasn't in favor of that, but to be your like fourth guard, like to give to come off the bench. And like, I thought it was an easy thing. So I mean, yeah, I'm confused. I wanted him on the team. I, I'm, yeah. If we're ranking things that we're like upset about or confused about, it's it's a little <laughs> bit lower on the list. Um, but there's still some realistic things out there that I think they could pull out if they don't swing for something big. There's a couple like one of them is that wouldn't shock me at all if they're waiting for the Utah fallout of things is Boyan Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, like it seems like such a natural fit for Dallas. He gives you some playmaking. He's a wing. He can defend. Luca just he, kicked his ass in FIBA. <laughs> <laughs> but but like that's the type of, you know, he's on an expiring contract. We don't know what Utah is doing right now. Well, yeah, we'll see what, if they trade Mitchell and there's move, moving parts. He's the type of guy that Dallas would go after, I think, and say, hey, you're a vet. You can come off the bench and you would kind of fit both. Another wing, but you can score and you can like run some pick and roll through him. And so, like, I like him if it's just, like, a simple trade like that. And then a smaller, smaller trade that if you're like, hey, Isaac, what's one trade that you had to put money on right now to happen? I would say Kobe White for Dwight Powell straight up. Mm. That's a little scoring. That's a little creating off the bench. Um, if that's the only thing they do, Mavs fans might be in Victory Park. But <laughs> in, in not, like, a good way. But that's no. the type of, like. Pitchforks with, with Mavs man's <laughs> head at the end of it. But that's like a smaller move that's like, oh, okay, like we at least did something type thing. Um, Matisse Tybel is a name. Like if they keep saying a wing addition, their name, they've been connected to Matisse Tybel a ton. So if somehow they get him in all this, I, like that's not worth it to me, right? Even though he's been all defense. He'd be he, great. I like he'd him. He'd be though. a great wing addition, but I, I would rather have another creator because of how well that offense worked. They played, how many times did they play Luca and Brunson and, Pin, and, and Dinwiddie all together? Because they needed three creators, and that yeah. that just helped their offense so much that I don't understand this prioritizing a wing addition over a ball handler when you just lost so much ball handling and creating from Jalen Brunson. And the big topic was still, even with Brunson and Dinwiddie, Luca's doing too much. We're asking too much of Luca. Like it's still the yep. same conversation that they're asking too much of Luca, too much creating, too much all this. That all these guys need to be set up. Nobody else can do anything with the ball in their hands. And as soon as they add somebody like that. And Brunson takes a step forward. They go to the Western Conference Finals. Like, so it finally breaks through because of this method. 
and then they just abandon it, it seems like, at this point. So that's where I'm confused. And so that's why I think that there's another move to be made. They're waiting yeah, on something. That's, yeah. that's why I think Cuban liked all these tweets. Like, I'm going to go straight conspiracy theory with the Cuban, with Mark Cuban liking all the tweets that he liked it because he knows something is coming. It just depends on what it is. And if it's not big enough and it's it's not enough of, you know, if it's not if it doesn't address their need enough, then people are going to be upset about it anyway. Mavs fans, again, collectively lose their mind during during free agency. But yeah, but 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 that's the thing. It's like I I know we said on Friday. It's like I'm I'm waiting to if we go into the first like if we go into media day, and it's the same type of roster construction. Then it's I this think roster. we're like yeah we're like we're really we're having these big questions. But I just I really don't think and I could be wrong, but I just really don't think they're going to come out of this off season with this same roster. I think something's going to happen over the next few days. Whenever this stuff unfolds. Something's going to happen and they could pull off both. They could. I think that would probably be the the goal of it. If if I'm Dallas is, hey, can we can we swing a trade to where we, we bring in another ball handler and another wing in that? That'd be awesome. That's yeah, that that would be awesome. So I, I'm really curious with that. And like, real quick, Colin Sexton thoughts. People threw, threw out Colin yeah. Sexton over the weekend and there was the fake like some fake Twitter account that some <laughs> I like, feel it like might five be a, people it sent be, me that DM might be a real Twitter account, but some guy reported that obviously is connected to the Cavs in some way that said the Mavs offered the Cavs. Uh, he's like some, he's connected to the Cavs in some way. Like he reports about the Cavs or something. But I thought he was a ghost. I thought it was like, but it really seems like girlfriend. a fake, it really seems like a fake account that this is where this rumor kind of came from is that the mm. Mavs offered Colin Sexton a 21 to $20 million a year, kind of contract and that the the Cavs weren't going to match. And you're like, okay, first of all, just the way that salary cap works, like Colin Sexton's a restricted free agent. So the Mavs would have to sign him to an offer sheet, but they don't have cap space at all. Like even though they lost Brunson, they don't have any cap space at all to sign a guy to an offer sheet. So they would have to like dump some contracts, then sign him to an offer sheet. And then, you know, (laughs) so there's, and even if it's a sign and trade, when you sign and trade, you, you become hard capped and, for Dallas to even do that, you would have to shed contracts to take on a twenty million dollar contract that would be under the hard cap. Like, there's, it's it so, would be super it, hard. It's so complicated to try and get Colin Sexton. So that's why that rumor didn't make any sense to me because that literally just can't happen yet. Um, but to add a player like that, if they did all the complicated things, like would would answer the question, right? I think that would that would be a good answer for all of this, right? Cause he is a young guy. That's well, been a 20 point score in this league. Now he only scored 20 points a game on really bad Cleveland teams. So am I worried about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he's your guy, if he's your scorer off the bench, that'll create a little bit, replace a little bit of what Brunson did. Maybe Dinwiddie steps up and then he becomes the, you know, the guy that starts with Luca. Like, I think that would be a, a real positive in this. Like I think, and he's Sexton's also still developing and all that kind of stuff. So like, I think that would be positive. It'd be a really good move. They could pull it off. It's just capturally so complicated that yeah. I don't know if they can make it work at this point. Um, he's fun. He, he's fun. He's he's young. I'm kind of like it's kind of weirds me out that his situation hasn't like unfolded somewhere. Like if I was a if I was a team that had had money or could approach in a sign and trade like a younger team, I would like I would go after him because I like him as a player. Th- the thing is, he's he's kind of in the same situation as Aiton. And I was talking to Brendan Clean recently in, in, of Locked On Suns, and he's like, I don't get why like there's no market for DeAndre Aiton right now. And it, the center position has just kind of been so devalued. 
And then there was a story about him with the, you know, the video games and all that kind of stuff. And like, there's just all kinds of weird stuff. I don't about, care about that crap. I, I don't think, I don't care about that either, but I do think that maybe there's like some 50, 60 year old dudes like working in front offices that read that story and are like, Oh, video games are, are destroying this generation and all this stuff. And like, don't see the commitment to basketball and then see him also like, uh, you know, clashing with Monte, Monte, um, Williams, yeah. Williams, the, the coach and you know are turned off by him but his his he's been so devalued that there isn't one there's also just not teams with cap space out there to offer him a sheet and so the suns are basically who are the who are the suns bidding against right now and so the same thing with colin sexton is that who are the Cavs bidding against for him right now and he's a scorer like a straight scorer and straight scorers in this league have to be either super incredible and be like a max guy or you're just like a six-man you know, Lou Williams type that is, is brought off the bench. And those guys aren't just, aren't as valuable. Like those guys don't get the max contracts. And so, you know, they're not going to give context and what he wants probably. And so there's just a bunch of reasons for that, uh, why he hasn't been even signed yet. And I don't know if the Cavs want to keep him or not, because he wasn't really a big part of their, you know, resurgence yeah. this past year. Maybe there's a reason for that or not. And yeah, they just they- committed to Darius Garland, like the biggest contract Cleveland's ever given any, <laughs> given anybody. So, uh, yeah. And with Aiden stuff, like, I'm sure if he wanted to take less than the max, he would already been signed. Like if Aiden did, but, yeah, he does. Yeah, if Aiden, but if like if Aiden's wanting the max, there's a difference between a no market and no market at the max, and I think that's where he's at. I think teams would be interested, but it's like, do we really want a max? You know, unless you're Minnesota, Minnesota that can only position. pay so many centers. So, <laughs> I think they would still take Aiden. <laughs> they also probably still want to sign and trade him somewhere and get into this KD stuff, and so now that's why nothing's yeah. happened, right? Even though everything's dried up, but. Uh, yeah. Let's do something quickly because I, I put this together and I talked about this in our JaVale McGee episode that we, that we recorded. Um, remember when I was when I was kind of against some of the things they did in JaVale McGee and I was kind of questioning about why they gave him so many different incentives. Yeah. Okay, there have been three players. I didn't know we were coming back to this. <laughs> we're, going, we're going back to it real quick. There have been three players that have been signed. And I, m- one of my questions was, could they have done anything else with this space? Right? They went after JaVale McGee. They really prioritized him. They gave him the incentive of three years player option in the last year they gave him basically all of the you know the, the mid-level that they had uh so would you rather have these players Otto porter got signed to toronto on a two-year 12.6 million dollar deal with a player option in the second year so the same m- amount of money that javel got plus the uh the player option in the second year and only two years for him so Otto porter then bruce brown got signed to denver two years 13 million with the player option in the second year and then DiVincenzo got signed to the Warriors, two years, nine point three million dollars. So that's even less than what that's even less than what those two other guys got. But basically, Otto Porter and Bruce Brown, the Mavs had the money to get the, to get those guys. Would you rather have gone after those guys than Javale McGee? And that's my question. Uh, Bruce Brown for sure. No on Dante, and probably Otto. When we did our taxpayer mid-level exception guys, like candidates. I had Bruce Brown written on my list and put him in the he's going to get paid too much category. Like I was really surprised yeah. by that contract that he didn't get paid more. Uh, but he went to Denver, and that's a great pickup for them. Oh, incredible pickup for him. Something else, though, is this is what a lot of people like lose whenever we're talking about these things. We don't know if Dallas didn't want them. Like, Yeah, they could have tried. Yeah. yeah, they could have made the call night one and said, hey, we, we'll take Bruce Brown over JaVale, even though they know that we know that they are interested in JaVale. We don't know that. So it's not as simple as they said no to Bruce Brown for yeah. JaVale McGee. But 
people in that same range there. Yeah, there are a couple there. Not a ton, but yeah, Bruce Brown, Otto Porter, I think I would have taken them both over. And apparently Otto Porter just went because his wife like loves Toronto or his, you know, his partner like loves Toronto. Smart, smart move. She's like super into Toronto and like, okay, they wanted to go there. Uh, Maybe Bruce Brown, (laughs) one of his family members just loves the mountains. Loves. We don't got any of those over here in Dallas. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was interesting. It was my big question. And so, I would rather have gotten all three of those guys, Otto Porter, Bruce Brown, or Dante. I thought you were about to give some, like, you were coming around on JaVale's signing. So I was like, oh, he's going to, like, well, talk about. these are the only three guys. And if they couldn't have gotten those guys, then I think, this, you know, the signing was fine. I still think it's weird that they gave him all the incentives. but I like the JaVale signing. Y'all know that. But I think as a player, it's going to work. It's going to be great. Well, I'm just interested to see what it's like in year three. All right. There you go. We got a lot of stuff. Over this next week, there's going to be tons of free agency rumors. We'll have them every single day. Also, we're going to do a bonus episode on, we're going to do just a bonus clip on um, the FIBA stuff with Luca and Slovenia and all that. So if you want to see anything about that, go check it out on our YouTube channel. One more thing. How many, how many people will clip my Kyrie rant about the Pastor Isaac thing if Kyrie comes to town? <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've ever I've thought about that over the weekend. I'll I was clip like, oh. it and I'll play it for him in his press con. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to, no. Anyway. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown NBA. Jackson Gatlin has great stuff for you. Three uh, three interviews with, with you know, our local experts. Check it out. Lockdown NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. You all? Boom. Boom.